On this episode of Fumbling Around Detroit Sports, Tom sits down with good friend Eric Patnelmix. They talk a lot about sports, actually, and what's going on in Portland and many other things. Great show. Hope you enjoy. Have a good one. Hello, and welcome to Fumbling Around Detroit Sports. I'm your host, Tom Steinman. You guys can call me Steiner. All right, uh, a lot of things going on in the world. We're going to talk sports, um, you know, but I think a lot of people are going through things, and even me, personally, right? So I'm going to be vulnerable a little bit here. My mom is also in the hospital right now, and why not, um, where she had to stay overnight uh, using breathing treatment. Uh, she's a strong fighter, though. But to be honest, you know, it's something that's on my mind and I worry about her. And, uh, you know, she's probably my biggest role model, you know, especially an immediate person that I know. Um, she ran a daycare. She worked with children her whole life. And I mean, she just loves working with kids. Um, it's where I get it from. It's where I get my passion from. And I've seen it firsthand what like love and compassion does with also discipline too. Uh, don't get it. Wrong. She's somebody, you know, who if you did wrong, you had to learn the correct lesson um, from that. And, uh, you know, you always treated others with respect and kindness. So my mom just seriously was uh, my one of my biggest influences just by how she treated other people. Um, she had to drop out of high school and again, uh, start working because she had me at a young age and uh, started her own daycare. And that to me probably changed me for the rest of my life. It's why I want to coach. It's why I teach so much or I talk about teaching and love teaching where I'm at and stuff like that. So um, just peace to my mom. I hope she's uh, doing well, you know, keep fighting. Hopefully I'll see her soon. So, but I think, you know, a lot of us are going through uh, hard experiences and stuff like that. So we just need to, um, you know, be there for one another and be positive, be supportive, be strong in these moments. And uh, yeah, just be there for one another. So, uh, my first topic that I really want to discuss uh, is the situation in Portland. And if you're not aware of the situation in Portland, the federal police are basically being a Gestapo and they are kidnapping people in an unmarked vans. And everybody should not be OK with this. This is not acceptable to do um, for anybody. So I don't care if you're right, if you're left. Libertarians should be super upset. You're you know, you're the first ones to talk about government overreach and be, you know, you know, and being prepared for a situation like this. So this should be all humans against this. This is, this is not okay. Um, protests are part of our rights. I'm not saying destroying buildings and stuff like that, but what is going on is not acceptable. It's not okay. And if it happens in Portland, where else? I mean, I couldn't believe this is happening in America. So um, if you're not aware of this, please look it up. Please research it. Don't just assume, do not just watch Fox News or some of these other news channels who are just showing you one side of it and telling that one side is bad and the other side is here to help you and be heroes and save you. Okay. These are citizens of that area that they're attacking and trying to take over their leaders. And it's the same tactics that have always been going on. Um, 
government overreach. So just be aware of that situation. Don't just assume Portland, Antifa, stupid people, bad people. It's, there's way more to that than what's you know than what the mainstream media will tell you. Okay, so please research other. You know, actually, a lot of people are coming speaking out about it, a lot of uh, congressmen, but it needs to be stopped like right away. Like we we can't like let us go to court and take no. This needs to stop right away. Um, another big issue that I would like to bring up is Detroit schools are actually going to school right now. They're sending school students to school this past week. There have been uh, protests in front of the buses. Um, there have been arrests. Uh, a Detroit public school teacher was arrested. Uh, a parent was arrested. Um, how can a child make their own decision to go to school? Like, how, did, how would a child know if that is safe or not? That makes no, absolutely no sense. What is the rush of sending these people? To me, these are, they're being, as, they're being tests, right? Uh, the first one to be sent to a public school to see if it spreads or not. And I don't think that's cool. I don't think we should be endangering any of the students, any of the teachers. We only have so many teachers anyway, right? Uh, 20% of the teachers are probably high at risk of something happening to them if we go back to schools. Many of them are probably going to retire. Like, we have to be very careful in the situation of what they're trying to do. This is something I believe is the defunding of public education, right? They're trying to destroy public education. These charter schools in Detroit aren't going to school. What, why are they forcing these kids to go back to school? Uh, they say it's voluntary. I, I understand that. But again, a child would not make that decision if they knew, if they, as an adult themselves later on in life, right? If they could look back, like, would you go? No. Why would you go put yourself in that situ dangerous situation? So I understand a parent maybe has, you know, like, but a parent might not be in the right mind in the right situation themselves. I understand like daycare is difficult. What we need is like more funding to help people stay at home with their kids and not just go, what I'm afraid of is a what I'm saying is they're going to ruin public education. They're trying to send you a different option. So I'm a high school teacher. If kids fail, there's a credit recovery class, right? A credit recovery class is basically online program. It's kind of junk personally to me. It's just take notes real quick, answer these. It's very low level thinking and education. Okay. And what they want to do is save money. They want to save money by not paying teachers and they're going to send students instead to this online learning that's really junk and what we're going to see is basically another growth gap between the haves and the have-nots okay this is this because the haves are going to be okay the top 20 percent their kids are going to be fine because they have the money the resources they could go pay for mentoring or teaching or coaching or whatever they need but if you stop funding public education the, the especially kids in poor area and needed areas are going to hurt the most. So some people argue for like charter schools and charter schools do better because they have higher testing. But like, what about the kids who can't travel or their parents can't send them to the better schools? They have to go somewhere. So like, again, you're leaving out a lot of people and the people who probably need it the most and the other services that come with the school, like social work services, um, just there's so much. And I'm afraid that this is their plan to try to get rid of public education. And um, so they're sending uh, there is a supposed to be a protest, I believe, Monday, just to get this out there in front of the buses, because if it like more and more data is showing that it is dangerous and kids can pass it on. Like, and do you expect kids to wear masks all day? It doesn't make any sense, guys. And maybe we'll talk about this a little bit later with my guests. I'm going to leave it at that. Just be aware. We're sending, we should not be sending kids to school right now. It doesn't make any sense. We shouldn't like, 
help money, talk to Congress and get funding. We need more funding. And right now they don't want to do fund tests. They don't want to fund for the actual proper equipment. They don't want to fund for tracing everything that's needed to stop this thing. Instead, they just want to know, send the kids to school. Send, and then the people who have to send their kids to school are the ones that are probably essential workers. So they're probably most likely the ones to be getting the virus themselves, then giving to their kids or then giving to like, what happened? What about substitute teachers? Who's going to substitute teach right now? If a teacher gets COVID, as a sub, like I'm going to get paid 80 bucks or something for the day. And I'm supposed to put like, come on, around all these kids when their teacher just got COVID? It doesn't make any sense, guys. We're going to need a lot more funding. A lot more. So the next two weeks is critical because they are the Congress and Senate are talking about what type of, what type of funding is going to be needed and how much is spent. We're going to need trillions of dollars. I'm I'm saying two or three trillion. They've already given trillions of dollars, but it wasn't to us. It wasn't to schools. It wasn't to the cities. It wasn't to the people. They gave it to millionaires and billionaires. We're going to need a lot of funding. It's going to need to come from the federal government. All right. Um, another big issue, real quick. There are concentration camps in China going on. There's uh, video footage. Uh, I mean, we already knew this, but uh, Uyghur Muslims are being taken advantage of, taken to concentration camps, getting their heads shaved. Um, so not only are crazy things going on here, but we got to be aware of this worldwide news. And, you know, this, there's a lot of things going on, a lot of protests going on, not just here in the United States, but all over. And I think they're connected. That's just my thought. I think people are sick of uh, people that are corrupt and overpowerful telling them what to do. All right, guys, I've said a lot on that. I want to bring on my guest because he's been patiently waiting. Uh, welcome, Eric Pantanelmix to the show. What's up, buddy? <laughs> hey, Steiner. Good to be here. Yeah, dude. It's good to see you. Uh, Eric's a good friend of mine. Went to high school together. We play fantasy sports together. We have not been able to get to see each other a lot lately, right? Because of everything going on. So it's really nice to take this opportunity and uh, hang out with a friend, talk some sports. Yeah, I'm excited. I mean, we've kind of gone on like a f- almost five months hiatus now without sports. And uh I can't wait to talk about it, to be honest. (laughs) So when that all happened, which was around March 13th, I would say, when it all went down, COVID, when basketball stopped, when baseball, I literally stopped just looking anything up, right? I just stopped with sports, basically. Yeah. To me, sports is a full-time job. Like every single day, I'm following it. Every single game that I can possibly watch, I'm, I'm trying to watch it. Um, I completely redid my basement. I have three TVs down here now, <laughs> specifically for sports. And like I, we spent all this money remodeling the basement. And I think I watched maybe two sports games down here because COVID hit, and now, now there's nothing to watch. So. Yeah, I mean, I would say more so you do than I do. You watch sports, right? Like yeah. at night, you're watching the games and stuff like that. I, I, I can't say I always do. I'm kind of, I like to do other things. I, I, I do a lot of stuff at Planet and Improv and stuff like that. So I don't always watch sports. I, I'll try to get updates and I follow baseball quite a bit because we're highly invested into the baseball realm of sports. Um, but yeah, but you watch sports. So I can only imagine how this affected you because, and also something that just happened in Michigan was sports betting, right? <laughs> at yes. that time so you placed did you place a bet at the, it was like the day of sports betting became a thing yep. um do uh, you remember that day yep it was a wednesday uh i went down to greek town casino and uh placed a four-game parlay um all nba games and one of the games i had bet on was 
the Sacramento Kings and the Oklahoma City Thunder. And that game is the is the game where uh or no, not that game. It was it was Sacramento versus Utah, I think. And that is a, the game that Rudy Gobert tested positive for COVID and literally shut down everything. Because once the NBA shut down, everything else in the world shut down. And I had that as that game as a parlay and three other games. So that game with the COVID, that just didn't even count on my parlay sheet. But every other game, like I ended up, I, I lost anyways, but it doesn't matter. But still, like I was watching the game. I was watching the game that I had bet on. It was like the Pelicans and uh, I forgot who they played. But I remember in the middle of the game, they interrupted. Scott Van Pelt comes on to Sports Center and he's like, guys, he's like, we are in uncharted waters. He's like, the NBA has suspended the season yeah. and I've never, I've never seen something like that in my life. It's never happened in my life. No. So at the time, I had so many questions like for like, how long is this going to happen? Like what's going on with my bets? Like <laughs> so many questions yeah. and uh, they're still shut down as of today. So it's, it's mind blowing that it's taken this long. So would that all happen again around the March 13th era? Um, a good friend of ours, Adam, went on his first vacation, like in years, right? It's been hard for him to get off work, take a vacation. He takes a vacation planned with his family, like a while before that, uh, to go to Las Vegas, older brother. It's like a little, you know, small family, go have a good time, celebrate. And he like, the he left. I remember him leaving and like, it was kind of an issue and like people were wondering, but it's still not, you know, nothing big. He landed by the time he landed in Las Vegas from Detroit, like stuff hit the fan. The NBA season like ended, like right, like all, it was just like nuts. And so he was in Las Vegas at a, the only type of guy who takes a vacation. And like every day progressively just became like emptier and emptier and just crazy. So he, you know, what they did is the best they could is just like uh, trying to stay away from people staying outside. They went to like top golf and stuff like that or whatever, but like, that'd be sure. nuts. Like the last day they were there, Vegas was like empty. It was like, it, it just, yeah. Be hard. Yeah. It'd be crazy. It's just crazy because I've got, I went from, I, I can't even put a rough estimate on it. I went from like 20, 30 hours a week involved in sports <laughs> to literally nothing in a matter of minutes. You know, because I, I mean, I play every single fantasy league I can get in base, baseball, basketball, football. I've done hockey before. I, you know, I'm watching the Tigers constantly, even when they suck. <laughs> and like all of that has just been erased completely. So yeah. I've had to try to find things that occupy my time instead. Right. So, so I have been, dude, I have played so many video games. Like I haven't played this many video games since I was like in elementary school. What do you play? Uh, I play PS4, um, but like right now I'm playing this fucking Tomb Raider game, and like I, if if this was five months ago, I would never be caught dead playing this Tomb Raider game. <laughs> is it the same? Like, is it Laura Croft? Is that her name? Yeah, or the same? Laura Croft. Yeah, that was like old school, right? Like that was like. Yeah, they came out with a new one though a couple of years ago. Okay, and they put it for free on the PS4 store, so I just downloaded it for free and played that. But like, I need to find stuff to do to occupy my time now. I know that's why you need to like get into like I don't know, I, I like to read or write. I've been trying to do that more. Uh, but writing, I've been trying to like uh, do a lot of political. Like, I'm trying to stay updated. It's very upsetting to be updated all the time. 
on what's going on around the world because it's so frustrating, right? Like when you, I mean, you heard my whole seven minutes, like not good news, <laughs> like that I've got to talk about really. Every single day it gets worse. <laughs> so, ever. but I don't want to be ignorant, right? I don't want to like not know. I can't just, it's hard to just go live life like happily sometimes <laughs> and not like act like things aren't going on that are atrocious. Sure. So, um, but what I've been trying to do is put that energy into my other show still, uh, Come Quack Corner, and just writing political jokes and stuff like that. So hopefully that'll be a good show in a couple uh, weeks when I get that going live here uh, on uh, the live stream and stuff like that video. So I'm really excited about that because I need to do something. Like I'm like I'm tr- I'm just watching so many YouTube videos and stuff about like economic, like what's going on with the economy? Is there going to be a housing market crisis again and stuff like that? Like. There is so much going on right now. (laughs) So much. I, uh, I deleted all of my social media for the entire month of June. And I never felt like I was like, I had FOMO, like where I was fear of missing out on everything. I never felt like that, but I just felt, I felt uninformed. Like I just, like, I didn't know what was going on in the world. It was a, it was great because I it really lowered my stress level and everything. I bet I can only imagine. <laughs> but, but B, like I, on the other, I can't just ignore that stuff though. You know, like you need to be informed about this stuff. Yeah. Like if I didn't have social media, I wouldn't be aware of everything that's going on in Portland or the concentration camps in China or anything. Like if I was just sitting here, not looking at my phone, not doing yeah. anything, I would be completely ignorant to the world and i don't want that so i hop back on social media this month and it's i've been it still makes my blood boil sometimes but <laughs> i i can't ignore it no yeah you you gotta again so i try to inform myself i try to just be like okay it is what it is but i want to be informed what can i do sometimes you know sometimes i'll, uh, I'll retweet or something's all i can do at that moment or something, but you know, like how am I trying to help develop other people in minds and my community and build in my community, you know? So like, while I'm informed of what's going on around the world and too, I got to be cognizant of like, I can only control so much and so, you know, do so much. And, um, first I gotta like be better myself, right? A lot of people like they want to like help other people do things, but first you gotta like help yourself, right? Like get into a spot that you've learned from through experience and then you can help others. So, um, but yeah, man, it's crazy world out there. And, uh, it's crazy to think that's like, do we think sports are going to like end? Like, do we think they're going to be able to finish out the seasons? I think they will. I think, uh, some sports will have it better than others. Like I think the NBA going to a bubble is a great idea. And the same thing with hockey, you know, they just have the hub cities and that's it. But I think baseball screwed and I think football <laughs> screwed. Because baseball, they're still going to be traveling from city to city. And you know somebody's not going to be just sitting in a hotel room the entire time. They're going to go out and go to restaurants and party and everything. But so like the NBA bubble, you think they're going to be able to like keep people not from going out and coming in? You think that's actual realistic? I think if you – well, if you leave the bubble, you have to pretty much have permission. Like you have to have a reason why you're leaving the bubble. Okay. Like – there's there's some players that you know they're they're expecting a child, so obviously they're going to leave the bubble. But you can't say I'm leaving the bubble to go to Las Vegas and party. Like that's not going to cut it. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you do leave the bubble, though, you have, you have to quarantine yourself when you come back. So I've You're- heard like uh, <laughs> maybe it's just uh, 
skeptical, you know, or what's the word? Uh, I guess it's not, I don't know this for sure, but there's uh, people are supposedly saying that like uh, Instagrammers models are getting hit up to come in and stuff like that or whatever. So like, are we having, do we have screening processes? Like what is going on? So like uh, what happens if somebody gets it? Like, like, do you quarantine the whole team? Like, cause what, what is, yeah, I, I know every team is allowed like a guest list. So like you can bring family, f- family members and friends in a certain amount and they, they stay in their whole own hotel separate from the players. And as far as testing is concerned, I think if, if one player gets it, they just quarantine that one player and the team just resumes as normal, I guess. But <laughs> that means nothing. Cause you could go three days without showing signs of anything. And then all of a sudden you have a fever and yeah. it's going to ruin the whole thing. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I, I I'm really interested to see how this plays out. Yeah. Uh, like you said, baseball, we're very, again, highly. So we, uh, we play in a big fantasy baseball league. We canceled the season basically like put that one on hold. Cause it's a keeper league. And just, there's, we have too much in it and just too many, too chaotic this year. So we're playing like in a set, we have a draft later on today. Uh, so we're going to play like in a lot cheaper and just, you know, more fun, I guess. I don't know if it's more fun. I mean, but it's less stress, right? More carefree, yeah. For sure. More carefree, right? Yeah. Because yeah. we're so invested in the other one. It's just what comes with it, you know, the glory, but also the, the work that comes with it. Like in this league, yeah, I'm going to try to win, but it won't be like probably as high of a level. I'm not going to be on the picking the waiver wire at 3, at 3 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I'm not going to have my alarm set that like, yeah, wake up to like, yeah, dude. So. <laughs> A little bit different, a little bit. Less. I have even like I've done way less research. Like I'm, I'm counting on me just knowing my stuff from before and everything. But like again, so like if because the rosters are expanded, like if players get it, like what is the protocol and like how does yeah. that get affected? And like if you're gone for two weeks at least, right? Like that's a lot of games. That's like that's we're only playing sixty games in baseball. And like yeah. what made baseball the reason we play baseball like fantasy and we're so invested because it's really a numbers game and 162 games gives you a big enough sample size where usually the biggest and the best will end up winning at the end. Right. So like, it's just that sample size over like the bigger sample size you get, right. The better teams usually have a better chance of succeeding over time. So I think the 60, cause like if you were to look back over the first 60 games last year, you definitely would have not, there was the Washington uh, nationals would not have made the playoffs. Your World <laughs> yeah. Series champions would not have made the playoffs. So, yeah. um, sixty games is such a small sample size. I don't like we're talking about almost a little over a third of the season. Um, but in baseball, like you need one hundred and sixty-two games. Chris Davis hits one hundred and like hits forty-seven home runs three years in a row in one hundred and sixty-two games. But like if you were to again like do sixty games each year, I guarantee you that level because he's so streaky would have gave you a different sixty. Like you know, one year could have okay. been MVP, but the other year could have been like. Uh, replaced, you know, by somebody, anybody, like basically, because he hurt you because he was so bad because he's such a streaky player. Absolutely. I think I'm really excited for this fantasy season because you're going to have to change your draft strategy tremendously. You know, you can't take a chance on a guy that's injury prone because if you get injured and you're on the IL, you're missing a third of the season. Like you're, if you're out for yeah. two weeks, that's a third of the season. And you can't, you can't have that. There's so much to look into with 60 games. Like, because like, so before 
you would give a guy at least 40 games, right? Like, especially a good player, he gets 40 games to like try to do what he can do and stuff in baseball. So 40 games, yep. that's two thirds of the season though. So you can't wait on a hitter yep. to like come around. Like if, you know, some players are second half players or something. Like, I, yep. I don't think people understand like the, the, what we're going to have. We're going to have somebody probably like have great numbers for 60 games, right? Like Josh Bell, if you would have looked last year, Josh Bell would have been the MVP probably after 60 games. But after yep. 162 games, he wasn't nowhere near really, actually. You know, he fell off and stuff like that. So, you know, it's betting. Betting is going to be crazy, right? Like for for like who can be like win MVPs and stuff like that. This might be a year to like bet on somebody out there, you know, low, you know, good odds and stuff. Because what I'm saying is like, again, Mike Trout wins over 162 games. But can somebody have a better 60 games than him? I think so. Absolutely. On the opposite end of that spectrum, though, like the players with notoriously slow starts, you know, like a, maybe an Anthony Rizzo or something, a guy who comes in and bats for like 175 for like the first month of the yeah. season, you, you draft that guy now and he's absolutely going to cripple your team. So you can't you can't take that risk. So I, got, I, I, got, I got something to fight. Like, so like, may, is it is it that or maybe like the time of year though too maybe in the like our certain players like summertime hitters and stuff like that and so like again there's so much to think about <laughs> you're right absolutely you're right it, playing in you know early august is a whole lot different than playing in early april there's a yeah. four, literally a 40 degree difference in temperature and <laughs> you know they've had two spring trainings now and well you know they should be up to speed and ready to go yeah. So we'll, we'll see what happens there. So what I do kind of like about this is that 162 games, Tigers have 0% chance of winning. <laughs> yeah. 60 games, they have a 1% chance of winning yeah. it all. So we got a chance now, I feel like. I don't know, man. Have you seen Riley Green? Riley Green might make the team. I mean, so that's another question. Do you like the young kids play this year? And how does that affect? Because in baseball, you got to know the rules. And like a guy like Chris Bryant – uh, should have came, you know, he should have been playing from day one, but they hold them back so they could get another year on him and money and all this other stuff that becomes with the BS of like, let the players play, right? Like this is how they screw players over. Sure. Um, so do you let these guys play? And what are the, I, I need to learn the rules of that, right? Like the, like, so it used to be, you need, you want to sit a guy for about 20 games or something. Again, these numbers are arbitration because it just depends on when everybody calls. It's, it, it's hard to explain. You got to be a freaking baseball nerd to want to know that stuff. So, but yeah. anyways, is it like the same thing for this year? Like eight games, we lose a year of our, you know, an extra year or something like that. So I'll be curious to see. Yeah, you. I'm not sure what the service time rules are with that, but uh, I'll tell you what, if I'm a veteran team and I'm, I have a championship pedigree, I'm going for it. And I'm not playing my young guys. Simple as that. You know, I'm playing all my experienced all-stars every single game. But if I'm like a team, like in the Detroit Tigers, I'm playing all my young guys. I'm not playing any veterans. I want my young guys to get that experience. And this is a perfect season to kind of experiment. And, you know, even if they, even if they start in the minors next year, that's fine. As long as they got that major league experience, you know? So I, I, I just want to, you know, so again, like, I just want to make sure, I don't know how it is. Like, so like if, cause like, again, like they don't have like minor league seasons and stuff like that going on right now. So like everything, mm -hmm. Is going to be different like this year. So like there's like 60 man rosters now or something like that they're going by. So like being on that 60 man roster, does it determine like if you're on the starting roster, does that start your like your your 
what is it like your tick your, your clock they call it because yeah. like time, yep. um because like playing in the minors like is not the same as like these young guys playing in the majors they start a clock and they can make more money and through arbitration and all this lawyer stuff that they got to they get to do and stuff so um that, how does that play an effect? Can teams like, cause like the Rays, right. They got Wander Franco. Like, can they just play him from get go? Like, cause they would not play him from the get go. If, you know, we were playing in the regular season, like it was supposed to and stuff like that, because they could save a whole year, which is a lot, you know, a guy in his prime at 27, like that year is worth like how many millions of dollars and stuff. And if you think he's going to be a freaking superstar, it's going to be worth so much, but also you want to win this year. Right. Sure. Like, so yeah. the, one way to uh, kind of, mitigate the injury risk would be to just pop the guy into the universal dh slot now maybe maybe wander franco comes up and he just dh is only he doesn't play the field at all and that way you know he could stay fresh and not hurt for 60 games and it, i don't think that's the issue i think the guy i think the guy can play i think he's ready to play but the rays are always thinking like three years down the road and stuff like that true. and so that's playing true. him right away because like that, you know, a lot of times the Rays got to trade these players, you know, in the end is what they do. That's how they keep staying because they have one of the lowest budgets. So they got to keep replenishing that that farm system being deep and young all the time. So yeah. what they end up doing is when they do get a guy like that towards the end of his contract or whatever that, yeah, whatever that contract is with two or three years left, they'll trade that and try to get, again, a bunch of young guys who can hopefully be, replace that guy plus more and stuff like that. So having an extra year. It's just, again, they're always looking that far down the road when it comes to this stuff. Now a team like the Yankees or something, or somebody who's like, no, we're winning right now. That's all that matters. We'll pay the guy. We don't care. We got the money. They can play it different, a little bit different. So, you know, every game matters so much more in baseball right now because of, again, you're used to playing 162 games. Like the LA Dodgers could be terrible. The first 40 games, you know, be under 500 and be like, don't worry, we still got this. Like we're going to, we'll figure it out. You can't do that. I've been, I've been an avid uh, supporter of the shortened season for baseball. I think 162 games is way too long, and each game needs to be needs to mean more. Like the NFL, there's only 16 games. Each each game is huge, yeah. and I think we're about to see that with baseball with the 60 game schedule. Each game is yeah. going to be huge. <laughs> Simple as that. Like you could, I think, I believe cricket does this, but you could have two seasons or something like that. Like have two 60 game seasons with playoffs and everything, you know, like just why not yeah, make yeah. everything more fun and more baseball? Like rather than, yeah. yeah, like, you know, this is the issue. It's like long and boring, right? Baseball, you got to make it more exciting. So why not, you know, have two, like, wouldn't that bring more revenue in almost two, two playoffs, two separate playoffs during the thing? Absolutely. So, uh, but I, so what I do like is also, um, if you got a lot of young guys, sometimes it takes the major leagues a little bit longer or it takes them a little bit of time to figure them out. Usually they'll get, young guys will get figured out, but it you know, maybe they could get away with doing things 40 games or something. You know, a, a starting pitcher can go four or five starts and then guys start picking up on a routine or, you know, like they have a lot of video on him and stuff like that. So I think to the advantage of maybe having not much footage of many Tiger players and stuff like that and not knowing is True. that like you could surprise some people for a little while. And I think that maybe that's what like Pittsburgh did for a little bit. They were surprising teams for a little while, but then they got figured out. You know what I'm saying? Like you can only last so long. But in baseball, it's so about it's all about like who's hot when, you know. So, you know, you can play the worst team in baseball, but they might just be the hottest team at that time. Everyone's just hitting and stuff, right? It's just yeah. 
you know, so anybody could get hot and a pitcher can dominate a game or something. And then what about Enix pitch? You know, like Enix pitch is huge, right? That's a big part of like when we draft baseball and what they're worth is like a guy who could pitch 200 plus innings at a dominant level is worth, I mean, you know, Max Scherzer, Jake, you know, Jacob, DeGrom, what is that worth in real baseball is worth, you know what I'm saying? Like, yep. we're talking about the world series champions one because of like pitching and stuff like that. So, you know, um, I think, I think, go ahead. I don't think we're going to see a lot of, you know, innings eaters like that this year because the rosters have expanded so much. So why put Scherzer in for seven innings when you can just, you've got like a full <laughs> extra bullpen there. Just well, in your bullpen guys. I mean, I would argue in Washington's situation uh, specifically is that Washington's bullpen's not very good. And Scherzer in the seventh inning might be better than whoever else you could throw out there in the seventh inning. True. Yeah, I can see that. Um, it all it all depends on makeup of the team, but Washington, yeah. uh, you know, like a team like the Rays, like yeah, they're going to pitch guys. They're not going to let a, a pitcher go the third time through the inning. You know, most of yeah. them. You know, if they because they probably have so many just guys they can just pull up through their sixty man roster and just pitch an inning or two here and they already, they already love doing that, right? Mixing and matching and stuff like that. So um, it's definitely a team specific <laughs> issue, that's for sure. Yeah, so that's going to be. Again, like trying to predict this season is going to be, it's so hard, but it's so interesting in a betting type of mindset, right? Like I'm curious, oh, yeah. I'm going to have to definitely look at like, I, I'm definitely, maybe I'll do that for the next episode or something like that, but I'm definitely, oh, well, I'm going to have to look at it before that. But uh, <laughs> I'm definitely interested in like what Vegas odds or whatever the odds are for some of these teams and players and stuff like that and see if anything, you know, um, I like uh, the reason I'm okay with not uh, also like playing in a ton of leagues this year and stuff like that. But there is also uh, like daily fantasy leagues too, right? Like that you can like play if you're interested in it. And so like I played through Yahoo. I'm in the 99th percentile. Nice. I started like 15 bucks, like two, it'd be like two years ago. I went whenever I was in Tennessee and we traded, we do made a trade. Uh, I traded Glaber Torres to you around that time. And uh, so, I forgot what I was saying before that. What was I saying before that? I was thinking about that trade. <laughs> I was like, something about uh, sports betting. Oh yeah. Uh, so I put like 15 bucks on Yahoo. I was out there just to, you know, and then I started like, but I, I cashed out like over a hundred bucks and I still have like $80 on there or whatever. Just playing like $1, $2, like little things or whatever. <laughs> yeah. it. I love sports betting, man. It's fun. <laughs> and I think <laughs> a lot of people are missing it. I think there was a lot of, I mean, that was becoming a big business with sports betting and stuff like that. And one of my, uh, what I think might've happened actually, where all that money went and like, well, did you get into the stock day trading at all? No, I felt like a lot of that money or a lot of people that were doing that got into like day trading and that really yeah. inflated the, the, the stock market also like with everything else that's going on with the economy or the, uh, the federal reserves giving them ton of money and liquidation and stuff like that. But I think a lot of people who were sports betting and doing stuff like that need, they need something, right? They need that, like something to watch and watch your money and have some risk and stuff like that. So I think a lot got into day trading and love watching. And if you got into day, actually, if you got into day trading, you probably made a decent amount of money because the stock market after it hit that bottom, uh, at like middle of March or late March, uh, it's you could have made a ton of money. I mean, Tesla has been through the roof, but everything once it hit that bottom. But I'm thinking, and a lot of people got into that. I know there's a the one dude who's a barstool guy. You know, you ever you know what barstool is? Yep. Well, the Portnoy guy, he like got bragged about because he did so well and stuff like that. He said he was better than Warren Buffett. 
at investing. <laughs> he's uh, yeah. currently, yeah, yeah. right now, right now, he's saying. Currently. <laughs> Not like over time, but like, yeah. So, um, but I think a lot of people did what, like, if you, uh, but I think that's a big bubble. But anyways, and I'm curious to see, maybe people take that money out if when sports start back up and everybody like starts betting on these sports games and stuff like that. I want to see in Michigan, because I know um, you could only bet in the casino and you, it wasn't allowed online yet in Michigan. So I want to see if they kind of speed that up because of COVID, because they were going to allow online betting, but it wasn't going to be until 2021. So maybe they push that ahead a little bit and maybe we can bet on sports now through our phones. That would be fantastic. <laughs> I'm sure there's got to be companies or people trying to get that because there's a lot of money. There's so much money. And like, I mean, that's why you see these daily sports uh, like things on Yahoo and uh, was it DraftKings and stuff like that. Like, even though you got to be careful with some of that stuff, some they were like cheating in the beginning. I think I'm hoping like, I mean, like I said, I'm in the 99th percentile. So I've actually won money. And I'm telling you right now, I'm not cheating. I don't know how many <laughs> like inside. It's just I have a lot of baseball knowledge. I follow a lot of things sure. and I'm good at like. I think statistics, looking at numbers and like that, it's, it's just math really is what fantasy baseball is. I mean, there's, and then also I think what I'm good at is knowing the human aspect too. So, so like the, the psychology and knowing how teams operate, like there's a lot of knowledge I think I have that goes around all this stuff. So I think there's a reason why I do well at that. Sure. Like knowing uh, ballparks. Right. And knowing that Mike Trout's wife is about to give birth and yeah. <laughs> things no. like that. Yeah. Like how much how much of the season is Mike Trout gonna miss? Is it gonna be three games or is it gonna be 18 games? Yeah. And or what if fan- he doesn't, you know, and I'm but again, when people are putting those odds, like, what if he doesn't miss any, right? And then you then you just really just made a steal of the draft or yes. whatever, right? Like he's yeah. something crazy happened. So uh because that's always put in, yeah. But yeah, 14 games out of 60, that's you're talking about quarter of the season right there <laughs> exactly. yeah and he's literally the best player in baseball so yeah and the, 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 that team needs him like and but like if he play like that team is so exciting because they have Shohei Yatani too like and then they just signed Anthony Rendon like that could be a mm-hmm. lot of fun their pitching staff should be much improved it, it, it's I've not great probably, but it's improved yeah <laughs> I've said that every single year that their pitching should be better this year but something always happens where they never fail to live up to their expectations. Yeah. Um, they still, yeah, they, they, they picked that they got Dylan Bundy um, who, who has potential, but still has to like prove it. And stuff. like, yeah, they have a lot to prove still. Um, Julio Tehran. Yeah. Otani. Is he going to, I heard he's going to pitch every single Sunday. So it should be interesting to see what the angels do this year. Again, every team baseball will be absolutely nuts this year, you know? Um, <laughs> so and nobody's going to be there to watch it either. Yeah, right. Uh, so that's actually something very interesting, though. So you like people actually get to maybe learn baseball, though. You'll actually get to hear the players speaking on the field and like turn, what the coaches are saying and stuff like that. So maybe uh, it'll they'll they'll do something. You know what I'm saying? They're gonna have cameras on the players. They'll make it more interactive or something, right? They're not gonna allow it to just be like. I mean, me and you can do this, and maybe I will for the first Tigers game and just talk about the game while it's going on, right? Like that's as a broadcast <laughs> yeah. or whatever, like they're going to have to do something that's more entertaining than that. I've heard so many different things to like fill the empty stadiums. Like I've heard they're going to pump in video game noise. I've heard, I've heard there's an app on your phone. You're going to be able to download and then you'll have a button that says like cheer or boo or scream or something like that. And you just mash that button a bunch of times and it'll, 
it'll literally pump into the stadium speakers. So the more people doing it, they'll yeah, they'll probably yeah. cheat on that stuff. Yeah, I don't trust anything. I'm always skeptical. <laughs> skeptical. I've been skeptical since Mr. Hall. <laughs> uh, rest in peace, Mr. Hall. Uh, one of my favorite teachers, my debate teacher. But seriously, he was like the first guy that was like a conspiracy theorist that I like met in person. <laughs> Did you ever have him? I had him in ninth grade, so I, I didn't really like get to know him too much. Well, I had him in debate, and that was probably a little bit different because, like, yeah, he was sure. he I loved that class. English, I mean, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, he was the first guy to tell me like uh, basketball games were fixed and all this other stuff. Like, I just would laugh. I was like, "What is this guy talking about?" And stuff. I just thought he was like kind of out there, but I just enjoyed him. He was a good guy and stuff like that. But like, I definitely think he knew some stuff. Or kind of, I don't know if he's just messing with us, but uh, like. He was, uh, yeah, but he was definitely saying that like and they were fixed. We found out they were fixed. The refs were taking money and cheating. What's his? I, what's his? Do you remember the guy's Tim, name? Yeah, huh? Tim Donahue. Donahue. I wanted to call him Donahue. So yeah, but Tim Donahue, yeah, dude. So and then let's just get to this real quick. Uh, how about Dan Snyder? A lot of allegations coming out again about Dan Snyder, the Redskins. It was just it's very interesting that that guy was so recently quick, willing to change his team name when he said he would never do that before. Yeah. Huh. He's been so against it for the past, you know, 40 years or whatever. And all of a sudden these sexual harassment allegations come out and he's willing to change the name. Imagine that. And money pressure too. Yeah, exactly. What speaks, what talks. Yeah. And now this guy, that guy is a piece of work. It's from what I've read and heard. It's, I don't know him personally, but it's the way people talk about their first encounters with him and stuff like that. And obviously these allegations coming out from cheerleaders and stuff and being sexually assaulted and, uh it's nasty man this is when see people don't think i'm gonna use a word that people hate toxic manual i just messed it up because i'm thinking about uh, toxic masculinity (laughs) yeah this is the type of environments that people are speaking about and i've seen it in sports too you know growing up it kind of happens in sports but we need to like squash it out this is there's issues why we have issues at you know michigan state with gymnastics Penn State with the football team, Ohio State with the wrestling team. I mean, is that enough? Is that enough? This is sickening. What scares me the most is not knowing what we don't know. Like, these are the cases we do know, and they're this bad. There's more out there that we're unaware of completely. And it seems like, to me, every single owner in sports is a dirt bag. Every single one. Like, somebody has dirt on them somewhere doing something stupid. And it's like, I don't know if it's just like a, a money hungry thing or a power hungry oh, yeah. thing or what. They just think they're invincible and they can just do whatever the hell they, they want. They all got these huge egos, man. They got it's these terrible. huge egos. And they think like, like they're, they're, yeah. If I was the owner of a sports team, I would be so grateful and so <laughs> philanthropic. And like, I would just do good things for the community all the time. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not gonna try to sexually harass some fuck some cheerleader. You know, like no, dude. Like you, you can have sex with women. Women will have sex with you. Like, but <laughs> yeah. you just gotta like be a good. You can't force them. <laughs> exactly. Take no for an answer. I mean, my it's, god. Yeah. Like, it's sickening. It really <laughs> is. Uh, people get these egos and. I mean, I've had episodes, you can look at my past episodes, like money and power corrupts. I'll say it. I had a whole episode on Jeffrey Epstein by myself talking about this crap and stuff like that. Like this stuff runs deep, runs deep, man. I just watched The Wire. Do you ever see The Wire? 
I watched the first couple seasons. Yeah, I just I just watched season one of The Wire. Like, what do you like, think? You I like it. I love it. I mean, did you ever see House of Cards? Yep. So like, all that shit's real. Excuse my language, but like, money flows to these politics. Like, you. That's why we need. Like, we need to know wh- who these donations are coming from. We need to be transparent about this stuff, man. Like. I, I do think like there's some shady stuff that goes on a lot of times and uh, we need to expose it and like take charge. Like this is our place. Like we're freaking America. Like you don't, the politicians don't own us. They work for us. Exactly. Not, like screw you. Like resign. Like, if you don't want to do what we're asking, like you were no, nah, like I ain't cool with that. I don't force us to go to school. I ain't cool with going back to school right now. Yeah, like I, it makes I'm no sense. Point. <laughs> there's a lot going on in this country that makes no sense right now oh, but i'll lot. tell you what's going on right now though behind all this the biggest exchange of wealth is going to the rich the richest got way richer yep so uh in that stimulus package that they had yeah i didn't get any money because i made too much money <laughs> kanye west got money tom brady oh, yeah. got money tell the me catholic, tell me why, those, why do the why catholic do those church the catholic church doesn't even catholic pay church. taxes exactly four billion dollars they don't pay taxes yet. Here's they took my money because I pay taxes. I gave them to the Catholic Church. It's garbage. And that includes family members of people in Congress, including both sides, Mitch McConnell and Nancy Pelosi. Like they all got rich off of this. Yeah, yeah. It's corruption at the very top. Like and it all if all we down. Yeah. If we don't get the stimulus package we deserve, people better be fed up, man. Like it's our money. It's our money. Yep. It's our taxpayer. Who who do you think's footing this bill? It comes back on taxpayers. Who do you think's paying taxes? The corporations know how to avoid taxes right now. There's loopholes and they can send money to Cayman Islands and stuff. This isn't 70% of the taxes that are avoided are done by the top 1%. Yep. Yep. So when it comes back down, who's going to be footing the bill for all the stimulus? It's going to be our money. So who deserves this money? Give it to us. Give it to us. Let us decide where it goes. Give me some money. Exactly. 40 million people unemployed, but we're going to bail out the airlines and stock market and yeah. just everything. It's absolutely ridiculous. Pumping trillions of dollars into the economy like like it's nothing. There's <laughs> money printer go brr. That's like yeah. a joke on Twitter. Just yeah. print money. Yeah. De- well, devaluing the dollar. Now it's all done with just you know I can do it on a computer. It's easy to do now. It's like yeah, all right, boom, bank. Like they can put money right into our bank accounts right now. Like they can have all the access, to all that stuff. Don't uh, people fall for the stupidest stuff, man? Like main all the media that's on like cable news is owned by corporate America. Like they own what is being put out. So like yeah. it's all one sided. That's why you can't get all your news from none of these. You can't just get your news from CNN or CNBC or MSNBC or Fox. None of that crap, man. It's all one side and it's a corporate side added to it. It might be like a corporate liberalism and corporate uh, conservatism, but it's all corporate backed. Like the owners determine what is going to be said and what's allowed to be said. And if you don't say what we like, you're gone. Yep. I, I'm so, I never want to hear somebody arguing about, we don't have the budget for something or yeah. the spending is like, like building a wall, for example, that was going to cost a few billion dollars, but none, none of that matters when you can just magically print $2 trillion out of thin air 
just because you want to. Like they sit there and they argue over this stuff every single time, like a few billion dollars to the federal government. That's pennies. And they clearly have the money and the ability to do this. They just don't do it because it's a it's an ego thing or something like that. Yeah, well, I mean, they they like I mean, well, they're funded by lobbyists, right? Like, I mean, it's all connected. Like, watch House of Cards. <laughs> like, I, I understand Kevin Spacey's a piece of crap himself. Yeah. But the show is like, it's real, man. Like, this is this is it. I'm telling you, like, we have a for profit corporatist type of government right now. And money talks. Like money speaks right now in this government and they are pumping. You think they're pumping money into this for no reason? You think corporations like spending like, no, because they're getting something back. They're getting there are, something back. Yes. There are bills on Mitch McConnell's desk right now that 90% of Americans support like background checks for uh, buying weapons or buying guns. And he won't pass it through because he's in the NRA's pocket. NRA pays yep. him millions of dollars a year. Mm-hmm. It's absolutely absurd that that's even legal. And then, like, what? So, Mitch McConnell's actually up for re-election this year, right? Did you follow the Kentucky Democratic election? Yeah. So, like, Democrat, like the the DNC is supposed to be like non-biased, right? Who, the Democrat that wins is you know, who the wins. We don't pick our favorite and stuff, but they like pick their favorite. They pick Amy McGrath or something who is pro-Trump. They yep. backed a pro-Trump Democrat. <laughs> yep. While they had Congress or you know running uh Booker going at the same time who was like with the people revolutionizing people are supporting him and they just screwed that guy over they they did everything they could to not have a progressive win the democratic nominee in that party man they 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 all supported her they backed her and then the the area that he was getting the most votes at in Louisville they put it down to one precinct so they had one place to vote for like the biggest part of the population it was it's voter suppression you know that's one of the biggest issues in this country right now voter suppression gerrymandering you know voter suppression let's get back to that because that's a real big deal right now on the day that you know uh in the recent passing of john lewis right like that's what he was for for like equal rights for everyone and all and stuff like that and you know you got marco rubio posting pictures with uh not uh, John Lewis instead Not of John Elijah Lewis. Cummings. <laughs> like you work with these guys, you should know who they are. And then he put that picture as his profile picture in Twitter to double down on it, like some freaking idiot. So how stupid these people are. Yeah, the pandering and what they're doing. Yeah, like oh, uh, you know, th- it's just all publicity, man. It's all crap. It's not real, right? Like if that doesn't show you like the realness. And one of the things that people really loved about John Lewis was his realness, right? Like him willing to like, he was an activist, good trouble. He got into good trouble. His mom told him not to get into trouble, but eventually he realized he had to get into good trouble, man. And a little bit of a rebel myself, I I like to say, you know, like I don't stand put, like I ain't going to be no coward when I see injustice. Yeah. I'm calling it out. John Lewis spent his 21st birthday in jail. How many, how many people do you know spent their 21st birthday in jail because they were, being an activist and protesting and you know Voting everybody right else. to vote to vote Every, yeah. everybody else that i know that's 21 is just blackout drunk for their birthday <laughs> that's the yeah. kind of world we live in yeah uh so voter suppression it's still happening still real um and you need to be aware of it so it's happening like i said like the democrats 
they benefited off of it in Kentucky personally, where they had a pro Trump Democrat. I can't speak this. I feel like that's it's like actually moron. Yeah. <laughs> and the the party like supported them. Okay. Okay. Uh, it just doesn't make any sense to me. So, um, but I hope the gentleman, uh, I'm forgetting his first name, but Booker, I hope you keep fighting to keep, you know, trying to run, man. Cause you seem like a good person, good spirit, right. You know, the right mindset. Um, now more than ever, I don't know if you were a Bernie supporter, but I feel like we need Bernie's platform going with, you know, to help everybody, to get the society to where it needs to be. If we want to have sports, we got to have a functioning society. Like that's the benefit of a functioning society is having these great sports. But we need to take care of people who might be homeless or need food assistance. And so, and right now, medical, like why are these people's job and healthcare connected? Like, yeah, it's, and it's something that is such an easy fix too. You can e easily fix that, and they just refuse to do it. Instead, they want to tear down Obamacare and not have any plan to what they're going to replace no, they, it with. They've been talking about re repeal and replace with Obamacare for like forever. And if they really had a plan to do it, they would have done it already. They don't have a plan. They're exactly. just, it's just something they were running on. It would say and stuff like that. But then when it came down to it, they they can't. They can't take it away because it does give millions of people who were not insured insured. So you're going to be losing a lot of votes and people are going to be upset about that. So they're like, okay, we can't do that. But the next step is to give everybody health insurance. It should not be determined by your employability. We too much put people in the categories based on their production level, how much production we could get out of them. And that's not very humanistic. Right. That's just like it's just putting us as cocks. That's what it, we're being ran. America's being ran as a business. Right. It's the yep. the leaders getting numbers and he's willing to take sacrifices as long as other numbers are OK. Like it's all like like he's not understanding the human aspect of it. That's really going to be affecting the American lives that are going on and with it. This same thing to the point I made earlier. Don't tell me this is about funding either for healthcare. You yeah. just pump $2 trillion in this economy. You tell me you can't put another $2 trillion towards health care for the, every single person in this country for free? The Federal Reserve is willing to do it. Like the, the, the head chairman of the Federal Reserve, Jerome Powell, is, is already claimed and stated, like Congress needs to give money basically to the people. Like we're here. We'll print the money. Low interest, right? It's a, is it at zero? It's like at zero or close to zero percent or whatever. Like they're encouraging, like take the money, low interest. And, you know, do what you need to do to help the people and stuff like that. So between now and August, it's, you know, we all need to be paying attention what type of stimulus package is going on, because it should, if there is anything, it needs to be going to like local city governments to make sure that we're, our cities are able to run properly. Right. Like we have the yeah. proper infrastructure. We have the like water. Water is a big issue in Michigan. Right. Like and lead issues that are going. I saw Melvindale just had a big, big uh a friend of mine that I know through the uh, improv community and stuff, he was, he just got laid off, but he was writing for like curb Detroit and the other things. He just did an article on like, let our, the, the lead and our water systems in the area and stuff. And it's not good. So like, yeah. can we get money to fix this stuff? Our dams, we know our dams, right? Our dams are in critical shape. We already had one go down in mid, mid Michigan, central Michigan. So we can't have that happen. Well, instead they want to put money towards space force. So, yeah. Again, that, like I'm all about space, right? Like I want to explore space. I think that is the new exploration. But again, we need to like take care of the humans that we have here and have some compassion. Well, like, first things first. 
Yeah, I was talking about the military branch Space Force. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that too, right? What, no. what a giant waste of funding. Right. I mean, we already got we have corporations doing that, like SpaceX and stuff like that. Um, that seemed to actually be doing pretty good. Like that seems legit. Like that seems like way better rockets and better efficient of our money, like use of our money and stuff like that. Because that's probably what happens and what people are afraid of is like when you give these the army and stuff, think about like our military industrial account. Like when we give them budgets, like they're huge. Our, that's what Bernie's asking for right now is like, can we reduce our military budget right now? Like we spend exactly almost a trillion dollars on weapons and we're like 10 times more than the next country in weapons and stuff like that. Like, what do we, we could blow up the world. Like, what are we, what are we doing? Like, what are we spending <laughs> our money on? Exactly. Reroute that towards healthcare and education. Yeah. But uh, again, when we're talking about that much money, like, there's power. I mean, it, the military is going to have a lot of power behind it, right? Like, and the sure. and the federal government right now likes to use be connected with that because he's using them to kidnap people in Portland right now. That's where yeah. our money, our tax dollars are going to kidnapping people in Portland right now, guys. Yep. I don't even live in Portland. Like, I understand. Like, if you don't want them to like ruin their area and stuff, but let them deal with that. We don't. We're sending in unmarked cars. And yep. not with no, like, no, like, imagine being kidnapped, just being out and you don't know where you're That's going. Protesting. Yeah. Like, so they, they blinded them and drove them around for like 90 minutes. So they didn't know where they were and then like scared them. And then they made signed papers so they could take photos of them, like just basically sign the rights away and stuff like that, man. It's freaking nuts. That is so scary. Like, yeah, we read about that, right? We, re we read about that in history class about like Germany and stuff. Yeah. And isn't that's that the whole reason why you're allowed to own a gun is for that specific reason? You know, every gun owner, every gun owner I know says, oh, I'm like, why do you have a gun? Oh, because if, uh, you know, if the government tr comes, tries to kidnap me or invade my home or whatever, it's, it's for that exact same purpose. And I don't hear a single person speaking up and saying anything about that. Yeah. No, uh, you know, yeah, it's just scary. I mean, they again look at the Brianna Taylor in Kentucky. Um, cops just breaking in the wrong house and just start shooting and stuff. Like, there's, I know. <laughs> and then they're now, not arrested. Those three gentlemen are not like, come on, you killed now, somebody. I read an article the other day and it said after she was shot, she was still alive and they refused to give her medical attention, dude. It's so sickening, man. She was just laying in bed, just laying in bed. Uh, Unreal. You, the one in Colorado, the Elijah, you know, who, you know what I'm talking about? The, I mean, the sweetest young man, you'll, the sweetest yeah, soul. So. And then the cop finally got fired because they went to back to where it happened at. And they took a photo of like a choke, like an anniversary picture of it. That's why he got fired. Oh yeah. Yeah. They were like celebrating it almost. Yeah. This kid was the sweetest kid. Yep. So and he didn't get fired for killing somebody. He got fired for taking a picture of re like redoing the photo and, on the anniversary. It's so yep. freaking ridiculous, man. So arrest these people. I'm sick of you know like guys like Dan Snyder and these people getting away with stuff. And then we got the government kidnapping people in Portland who are protesting and stuff like that. Like who's the real sickness here, an enemy, man? We should be using the federal government to arrest these sickos that are connected with Maxwell right now. Sure. Guys like Snyder and stuff and any politician yep. who might be connected. And how about the, the, the England royalty over there and Prince Andrew, obviously connected photos yeah. with underage girls and said that it was 
faked. It's like that guy's an idiot. <laughs> oh man, they hate him over there. Bill Clinton, Donald but, Trump. Yeah, the, get him, man, the, get him. It's you work funny. For these sickos. You look at Trump, and he's got so many people around him that have been arrested, and he's just suddenly somehow innocent, even though he's associated with twelve other guys that have gotten arrested. It's it's unbelievable. It's, he talks about his daughter in the grossest freaking way, man. Yeah, he yeah. literally said on national TV, "If she wasn't my daughter, we'd probably be dating. Perhaps we'd be dating." Yeah, that's like that is like I don't know the United States said that. Like the first to even have that thought, but to like say it out loud in front of like these women and like joking about it, like they were like, "Ew." ew. Well, his wife is an escort, and now she's the first lady of the United States. So, that's I did cool. not know she was that, but I, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. I'm pretty sure she was. So, um, it's just and, unbelievable, man. I mean, he used to go into. I mean, it was. It's this is like known stuff, but he would go into the pageants of underage girls, and they'd be like undressed and stuff. He would just walk in there and act like it's cool. Like that's not okay. What do you? No. That's what happens when you're born with a silver spoon in your mouth and you have this privilege and you think you like, like the other owners in the NFL, you just think you're indestructible and you can do whatever yeah, you want. It's that mentality, right? They have that mentality. I'll do whatever I want. And oh, Dude, if, man. I was, if I was president of the United States, I would be so humble and I would try to do the most good that I could do ever. Like, I think I most like people would, I think most people would, but unfortunately those aren't the people running. <laughs> exactly. Like, I feel like he doesn't care. He, he, I don't even think he wanted to be there. I think he just ran as a joke to be yeah. president. Well, yeah, it's kind of like pump up his own, you know, stock or, yeah. or, you know, just get his name out there, all that free publicity and stuff, right? Everybody was talking about him and stuff, you know. That's like, it was all a joke to him. He was like the Rosie O'Donnell thing, you know what I'm saying? Like, exactly. he just wanted to make people laugh. And yep. I mean, I really don't think he thought he was going to win. But once I think like now he's in and stuff like that, like I think it's a different mindset or whatever. But like, yeah, I don't think this original plan or ever was like, yeah, I'm going to win this and run the country. Yeah. Like he's not good at running stuff. So, I yeah, I know I could just do so much good in this world. And it, it really disappoints me to see that he's not. <laughs> to, to, I don't know how else to put it, but he's just not doing good. It, like literally. It would be so easy to do good. Like, yeah. It, it would be so easy to like have I like before this all happened, he was winning, right? I like I thought he would have won. He was on pace to win. In yeah, my mind. Yeah. His his supporters and his base were so passionately supporting him. Like yeah. I, I was like, he's gonna and win again. Then you had Biden on the other side winning and very like nobody like is enthusiastic. There's no enthusiasm for Biden. Like Bernie exactly. Sanders, his his base is enthusiastic about him and his platform. People just vote for Biden because they're like, oh, I don't like us. The lesser of two evils, right? Exactly. Nobody is happy to vote for Biden. Sure. Like this is maybe the worst. Like it's worth. Oh my gosh, you still like I got to vote for one of these. Two. Like I mean, obviously nobody has to or anything like that. But like one guy is so bad that like I don't have a choice. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So bad. And all he had to do was like give money to people and like give them health insurance. Like he could have done that stuff. Like he could have been a leader and like he would have like dominated. Like it's so when there's a crisis happens, the president during a president's like a special election year, like people don't like change because like let this guy handle it and take like 
It could have been yep. so easy. He, we could have, like other countries handled this. We can't even start. open up in Canada. We can't play baseball in Canada. They don't want us yeah. in Canada. And our if money. He would, if he would have handled the coronavirus situation correctly, he would have won the election in a landslide. But I think the mishandling of the coronavirus is what really turned his supporters yeah. against him. Yeah. Like he it ran a, it like a business. Yeah. He ran it like the not the, the, what he wants. No regulations. He wants to be able to do whatever he wants, have complete power. So he could just abuse people basically and make a profit for his rich buddies and stuff like that. But like he, he did the same thing. Like he just like ran it like a business. He's like, all right, whatever. We got to get the economy, whatever it takes to get the economy going. We got to make money. If it means death and means sickness, if it means like, and the thing about it, it's going to hurt the economy even more. Like it's going to yeah, hurt yeah, even more. The only way the economy is going to recover is if the virus is gone. Simple as that. I know that's hard to understand, but <laughs> it's just so ridiculous. It's something, if you have a ninth grade science background, you understand how this stuff works. Well, I don't know. Some people on Facebook. Uh, that would, oh, yeah. That's, good. that's yeah. a good point. It's, uh, I mean, yeah, it's, it's crazy out there. Some of the stuff you see, it's hard not to argue, but I can't sit out there and argue it all the time. Like, this is frustrating. With, I mean, with all the information, there's also misinformation that's out there. The pandemic. It's extremely frustrating, and I feel helpless about it, too. Like, there's, I feel like there's nothing I can do about it. The only thing I can do is just vote in November. That's it. That's my only option to be able to do something about this. I think we need to look at where, like, uh, well, I mean, not just vote. Because, like, just because Joe Biden doesn't mean, like, he's not left of anything. Like he's on the right. He's, this is, we're still talking about corporate America. He's on the corporate side of America. He's going to be very cozy with uh, big tech over there in California. It's like, he's going to like, it's, it, he's still connected. He's still part of the swamp that we were trying, you know, that Trump wanted to say he's getting rid of, but we're just getting more swampiness with him. He's all connected <laughs> with these people, man. So just because like I, we get him in, doesn't mean we keep like, we don't put the pressure on like, because he's going to fight us. He's going to fight us. He's against the Green New Deal. He's against Medicare for all. Like these platforms yeah. that many people are for, he's still against, guys. Like, so it's not, that's just part one of like a big step that we need to go to in America. Yeah. I, quite frankly, I don't even know why we have a president anymore. Why do we even need it? Why can't we just govern ourselves? I have a, it's a, I don't know if it's me being, uh, naive or whatever, but I have this idea of no government at all. And maybe on a weekly basis, every Wednesday or something, we there's an app that every American can log on to and vote on certain rules and regulations that they want to pass. Why do we need any sort of representative for the collective <laughs> people when each individual person could just log on and vote on an online app? Like it, The entire concept of a government doesn't make any sense to me anymore. Especially in 2020 now with all the technology that we have. Yeah. I mean, maybe maybe you have something there because now we just have one guy just spewing nonsense on Twitter and can start World exactly. War Three at any point. And exactly. uh, one guy shouldn't have that much power, right? Like uh, killing the, the one dude from, uh, was it Iran? The Soleimani dude or whatever. You know, that could have started a war. Like, I understand that you might think he's a bad guy and you might get rid of him, but like, is it worth escalating? Like we got to think about the escalation and the other causes and effects of something like that. But like, he's just a macho man. Like, yeah, got him. Even though he didn't do anything. He doesn't like told some other people to kill a guy, but he exactly. thinks he's cool because he did that. Like that's scary, yeah. man. He went to sleep in his, you know, king size bed. And, uh, the other troops are 
running through 100 degree weather in the desert trying to kill this guy. That's why you like, how can you respect this guy? He's such a fake, like tough guy. He's the fakest tough guy. He like, is. I don't think he's ever been in a fight. He doesn't look like it because when he like acts like he's like, like, no, no, like, no, because he'd be the type of guy, like, you hit me, I'm going to have my daddy sue you or something. Like, exactly. I'm like sure he, that's happened before. Yeah. Like his flabby body, his obese body. <laughs> like, that guy has no leadership skills whatsoever. He's a fake businessman. He just like, he just hides behind a logo and fake bravado and gold. Like, Come on, man. Like, you know, a guy is cheap when he likes gold like that. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> come on, dude. It's fake. It's so fake. And I can't believe that he's like leading the government through Twitter. Like, tell somebody that like 20 years ago. Like, <laughs> all right, you're going to have your, like, I mean, I guess idiocracy kind of tried to a little bit, even though they were just joking. But like, it's real now. <laughs> I mean, art imitates life and life imitates art, I guess. Like, holy moly. So this is, yeah, a huge election. And I was not one to say, like, you got to vote for one of the two parties. You know, I, I did not vote for one of the two parties last time. This guy literally is like, he's causing, forcing people's hand. So maybe yeah. not everybody. Some people, you know, and that's the issue with, because like, that's the issue with Biden. Because Biden, know he's got this in the, he doesn't have to do anything. He's not doing anything. Sleepy Joe can stay in the basement. Like he yeah. doesn't need to come out. He's dominating. He exactly. doesn't have to have a plan for anything. He doesn't have good plans. He's just like, nope. Like, at least at least Biden has a few uh, policies that he wants to run on. Trump, I could not tell you a single policy that he has. Well, for, how can you? you know, like, well, what's his plan? What, he could what, do. What? He could do it right now. Exactly. What, he what is done it. policy? I, I, I don't understand. Like, no, how dude. can you run for president have and not you have watched any... his speeches? Have you watched his speeches? Like he's been no, I, 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 want... <laughs> I literally can't. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Yeah, he has no policy. I've literally the one time I was like just curious, like the one in Tulsa. I'm like, okay, how is this going? Right. And I like I like oh. I, I peeped in live. And he's literally talking. First of all, he's like, he did the like he took a sip of water. Like, why could because everybody's making fun of him for doing two hands? He's like, he took a sip. The crowd went nuts and he like threw the cup the crowd went nuts dude i couldn't believe it. I like that's that's all you got to do that's and the then, president yeah and then so people did you see him walk down the ramp after he was in the military like he went to that military whatever he was doing there and so yeah. then he's like could barely walk down the ramp and stuff and then like so people are making fun of that he was literally discussing talking about that for like seven minutes the yeah. interaction was two minutes long he was talking about like there's no way he could have said the things that he said like he was like the general told me Oh, you sure you want to go down on those shoes? Like he never said that. He never said any of this stuff. See, that's the thing. That's what I'm talking about. He sits there and he rambles about that nonsense. But what about climate change? What about unemployment? What about you know racism? Like just so many issues he could be talking about and said something constructive and productive, and he doesn't do it because yeah. he's just trying to pander to his fan base. Yeah. It's absolutely ridiculous. The only thing he touts are like numbers that are positive to him and stuff like that so like uh he did this when like unemployment had like a good day like a, you know numbers came in or whatever and uh, it was like 14 percent better than expected you know came you know people got back to work and stuff like that but as a reporter brought up as a question it was like well what about uh black people and asian people they actually went their unemployment went the other way a little bit you know it was very minuscule but like they did not benefit out of this at all like, that's a that's a dirty question that's a mean question and like <laughs> 
so typical of you to do. That's a nasty you know, question. That's thinking. a nasty question. I've been following you for a while now. <laughs> you know, so like you to ask those nasty questions. Like, no, well, you're the president. You're supposed to have nasty answers for those. No, like, yeah, like he doesn't want to address the actual things. That, like, so now we're trying to get money for te- He doesn't want to get money for testing and stuff like that. He's like saying no. You know, yeah. that's how you stop this. You know that, right? Is actually more testing. And I know he brags about how much testing we've done. It's all the same stuff. If you ever listen to him speak, it's the same stuff. How much we've done more testing than anybody. How he was the first to ban Chinese from coming in and he did the travel ban. He was called like he. It's the same thing every freaking time or whatever. It's such pathetic that his. Yep. His plan of execution is it's a joke in the world. Like other countries, like we can't go to Canada for baseball guys. They don't like, we're too dangerous. Like we <laughs> yeah. are dangerous to the world right now. Not allowed to travel to Europe. Can't no. go to Canada. Mexico said, screw you. Like we're stuck. We're stuck in the United States. Oh man. And so the only way out of it is testing and tracing and hopefully I mean, obviously we, get, we, we want to get a cure or something or like a vaccine and stuff, but we're too far away from that. And then when the vaccine does come, guess who's going to get the vaccine? Cause it's not, everybody can't get the vaccine. It's oh, yeah. the rich again. It's going to be the connected again. So I'm sure charge $10,000 per vaccine or something ridiculous. And do you know how they're creating this It's through funding from the, the federal government gives like grants and our taxpayer money goes to create these drugs and vaccines. And then they're going to come back and just charge us like a school amounts. And they're going to profit off it a ton after like it, guys pay attention to what our money's doing, like and how they rip us off. Yeah. It's crazy. Uh, there's no end in sight either, which is very discouraging. Well, this is why there's protests going on all over. And I just, I, I know there's like racism, but like there's more to it. And it's all over the world. Like I said, like there's protests going on all over. They're trying to crack down on journalism and free speech all over the world. China, Russia, um, yep. you know, China's dude, they crack down, man. This will not be played at China. Cause I'm talking crap about China right now. They censor everything and they have yep. concentration camps, man. And they, you know, basketball players can't speak out about free Hong Kong or anything like that because of how much money, dude, there's so much money in our businesses, our sports and our politics. They fund a lot of politicians and stuff like that. They oh. own so much and it's very scary. Yeah, I mean, you're talking trillions of dollars, not even billions, just trillions of dollars that China pumps into the United States yearly, I would say. And you're right, it sucks that like NBA can't protest against them and things like that. Too much money. It hurts from bottom dollars. It hurts, you know, somebody tried to and like the owner's like, oh, no, that, that that person does not speak for us and stuff. Nobody. They're very scared to speak anything bad about the Communist Party in China. And don't get me wrong. I'm not saying I hate it because it's just because they're communist. I hate I think the guise of a name. can You can make anything and just be like you could be like, we're the party of puppy dogs and be evil. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, just yeah, exactly. like, you know, just because we're pro democrat Democrats here, or, you know, we're a republic and stuff. Doesn't mean you can't have a fascist regime come in and take over, like, yeah. and use it as like you know freedom and st- stuff like that wrapped in a flag. So uh, I'm critical of any government that is like doing injustices in all three of those governments. You know, if it's communist or here, man, there's a lot of injustices that are going on, and you know, the, the we're treating immigrants very poorly in these detained situations and stuff like that. It's like it's just inhumane, and we have the power and the money to not be inhumane. Sure. Like you said, we could pump tons of money to helping 
cities help homelessness and feed the poor and this basic needs should be met like so people feel like they're cared about when you don't have a yeah. sense of like belonging or like anybody cares like then you don't care like you're going to probably resort to drugs or the streets and just doing things for the moment and not care you know be very dangerous with your own life if you don't really see a positive future yeah you're right can't wait till november man maybe we gotta make it we gotta make it (laughs) maybe something good will happen in november i'm hoping more good happens i mean i'm hoping people in congress are fighting back right now like again we can't wait like i said what's going on in portland like we that's scary that that is just a test run that's the first time they do it like we need to be outspoken against that. that that is no way that's the thing like i again it goes back to the the feeling of being helpless like how can i what can i do to prevent that from detroit michigan <laughs> not not much i mean it seems like we, you know you go out and you protest and nothing gets done anyways so it's like no i will say they the protests have made changes and stuff like that i think it's i think it's the only way and again going back to john lewis bringing back his but like we got to put pressure the way you put pressure is people's bottom line we're we're corporate america and it's money and that's what speaks. When you hurt their money, that's when they change, just like the Redskins. And, you know, they're, you know, they, they're going to lose a lot of money because of what Snyder did and this news and stuff like that. And there's a reason why they're willing to change their name because they don't want to fight that battle, too. So I think, yeah, the protesting is helping, but I don't think it's it's uh, addressing the original issue. Like Black Lives Matter, for example, you know, all black people said is just stop killing us. That's it. But instead, they got, you know, Aunt Jemima changing their logo and Washington Redskins changing their logo and all this other stuff that is not even remotely concerning to the original problem. Like, okay, that's nice. But yeah, we need like that's not that's just surface level stuff. Right. That's just like that should have been done a long time ago. But like what we're talking about is like rooting out this stuff, this evil. Exactly. It's much deeper. So don't let these companies. Yeah. Just like PR change for the moment because they're very good at that. Like. These companies pay a lot of money into advertising and psycholo- you know, psychology and stuff. Like this is like they've been doing this for a long time, man. Like warping oh, yeah. our minds and hypnotizing <laughs> us into like corporate America and like this lifestyle. And I'm telling you, man, it sounds like I know I'm sounding like a conspiracy theorist or crazy out there, but like they not a lot of money to make us live what they this dreamland and stuff. Like, and it's not real life. And yeah. You're right. We need to, you know, you're talking about what can you do? We need to connect and educate each other. And if it does come, we got to go, we got to go out there, you know, uh, Monday, I might be out in the streets Monday uh, yeah. to bring attention to the, if, because the Detroit public schools are, if they're still sending students because they were sending them without testing and not even testing the, the bus drivers. They like, what, what? <laughs> like exactly. this is the worst plan. Whoever I, I got to look up his name, but this this is approved by the superintendent. Like this is your plan. Who who's running? Who, I got to look at his background. Who's funding him? Yeah, exactly. It all comes from the top, man. Everybody, everybody that is in a position of power has absolutely no idea what they're doing. Yeah. Uh, well, a lot of the politicians, like yeah, they're just puppets, right? They're just you know they just yeah they they're not really there. There's only a few of them that are like really there to make a difference and change and stuff. A lot of them just got in to get cozy and get comfortable and like live the Washington DC lifestyle or whatever, man. Just, yeah. I can only imagine the stuff that happens at like these parties and stuff that they have, man. We only hear a little bit about like, there's some dirty stuff that goes on, man. (laughs) For sure. Uh, Trump just got rid of his campaign manager. 
uh, what's his name? I don't know. People are saying it's uh, because obviously he got played uh, at T- Tulsa when they thought a million people signed up and all that stuff. Like, so basically, he looked, Trump's looked like an idiot the last week or two, so he's upset at this guy. But also, people are saying that he's hooking up with a, a, a favorite of Trump's, Hope Hicks. Do you know who Hope, Hick, Hope Hicks is? I don't think so. Oh, man. Let me see if I can like pull up a picture of Hope Hicks. So <laughs> this is like Trump's like dream girl, I guess. Like, like if, <laughs> if, if Ivanka wasn't his like, <laughs> like, yeah. So let me see if I can pull this up. Yeah, let's pull this up. Ivanka can't be his dream girl. So yeah. Whoops. No, so cool. can you see this right I here? Yeah. So yeah, she's yeah. like, and I don't know what she does. I don't know if she's like, I forget what she does. But anyways, basically, like she hooks, starts dating the campaign manager. It seems like this is like the third one that she started dating. And when Trump finds out, though, he gets very upset. He gets very jealous. And so just found out that these two were canoodling and now he just got fired. So it's not sure that if it was the campaign stuff, that might have been part of it. But also he has a very uh, nice little place in his heart for this lady right here yeah so, uh hope hicks <laughs> yeah so jesus uh, yeah so yeah that 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 tulsa rally is the one that was the moment where i was where i knew i was like well trump's trump's done like he he doesn't have a chance because up until that moment i really that's when i i thought he was gonna get reelected, and then i saw what happened in tulsa and i'm like this guy is so screwed he's 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 gonna get. He's gonna lose by a landslide. I don't know when that moment was. I know before this all happened, I thought Trump was gonna win. I wasn't voting for Trump, but I thought he was gonna win just because. Same. Yeah, I mean, I just thought that's what where America was at. Unfortunately, not that I yeah. agreed with it, but I just thought that's where they're at, and people were comfortable. White America was comfortable, you know, like with what they were getting off tax cuts and stuff like that. The rich were very comfortable off the, after those tax cuts. Again, they cut two trillion dollars, and again, the rich got that. It was supposed to trickle down. Doesn't work. Trickle down. Economics <laughs> Trickle down work. never works. Ever. I never get it. I'm looking up. I'm waiting. I'm <laughs> I know. <laughs> Sitting here waiting. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, dude, it's Trump is like so petty. Like the, the, he cares. Like the, what he actually cares about. Again, this is like a, this is what he cares about. Hope picks a woman, and not actual people. Like what's going on? He wants to like. Because he has, again, that's like that toxic masculinity thing that we're talking about where like men are like so macho and they just like want to like, only thing they care about are like beautiful women and like being a tough guy. This macho bravado, you know, that they want to be. That's They see themselves as wanting to be it. That's why they like it. Like, yeah, he just says what he wants and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you saw Trump's niece, just Mary Trump, just wrote that book. Oh yeah, and she's like a she's a psychiatrist or a psychologist, one of those, and she like diagnosed Trump as a s- severe narcissistic personality. Yeah, and uh, something something else too. And I, I'm like, I'm not sh- not surprised at all. No, th- those books, the last two, they didn't tell us anything. We don't know. This is the thing. Like we know, exactly. like, not su- exactly. nobody's like being surprised. Like, exactly. Like, yeah. yeah, this guy's a fucking nuts. So uh, here's a picture that I posted. Uh, My favorite. <laughs> so I'm not really at a uh, – so the picture of myself, if you're listening to the podcast, I uh, posted a picture on Facebook. I used the Face app to make myself look older. I have a character that I got to play with called Boomer Tom, and I just make fun of boomers basically, right? It's just like – they're like I, I like spell wrong on purpose. <laughs> I So this – like for the, and I always say God bless at the end. 
which I actually I kind of picked Facebook. up from my grandpa. My grandpa was on Facebook for a little bit, and he would like we kind of inspired me a little bit. My grandpa's older and stuff like that. He's from Kentucky, and uh, but like him, like how he was spelled, like his spelling, like it, it kind of like inspired this character a little bit and stuff like that, uh, in a way or whatever. But I always spell stuff odd, and I say God bless because he always says God bless. But anyways, uh, the picture says, "Boomer Tom here to say stop being sheep." The governor, I spelled governor way up. Governor Wetler. <laughs> <laughs> if you guys don't know, the right likes to call uh, our governor Hitler. If you're coming, calling from a different, uh, out of out of Michigan. So Governor Wetler is trying to manipulate you to wear a mask. But HIPAA, <laughs> I spell HIPAA wrong, uh, says otherwise. Don't tread on me. It's stop trying to stop economy and live like America, who is the free. My mouth, my body. God bless. So, and then I uh, with FaceApp actually now, so not only does it change your, your face, it can also change your background. So I'm just at my house. And uh, so I just changed it. I just changed that background to like that. If you could look, if you look at the picture, you could see through my thumb, actually. Uh, you can see the brick behind it. It's pretty funny. And yeah. if you really look at the picture, it's very cartoonish, actually. The, the background a little bit like but if you look at it real quick it looks kind of real so i don't know if you know this but I, I posted this to uh a couple pages one was the alan parker uncensored so i felt like which is just people just spewing nonsense on them. there's only one rule and the one rule is if you if you uh report somebody you get kicked out that's the only rule. So people say oh, the man. most absurd stuff. It's un- again, it's not the actual Alan. There's an Alan Park actual one, which is very highly censored, but there's an uncensored one. So I posted it there and I also posted it in Hamtramck. So I don't know. I've heard a couple different things. When I got into Hamtramck's uh, Facebook group, it was at least a couple of years ago or whatever. I heard it was for like trolling and that kind of stuff or whatever. So I hear now it's like a little bit more like family oriented or actual stuff, you know, good things, I guess, trying to be done on there, not just like trolling and stuff. I don't know. But I posted the picture on there. Dude, people killed me. People oh, were yeah. me up on there. One lady claimed that I was in her store and that uh, I'm the one <laughs> she put a mask, that she asked me to put a mask on. And I said no. And I hit her with my cane. And then she had video <laughs> footage of it. She's like, you're the guy. I'm like, I'm like, no, you don't. Please show that footage, dude. People went nuts. Even after I told people, then I told people like, I'm like, hey, man, it's like satire. So, but the people, when you tell them that, like, they fell for it and got upset about it and stuff like that, you tell like, they were like, they weren't backing down. No, they're like, they doubled down, like, ha ha, this ain't funny. And like, just got super mad and stuff like that. And I love uh, Boomer, Tom. Boomer Tom cracks me up, man. Yeah, dude. I just I'll just try to bring boom. I, here's another one. If you're so I do uh, uh again, this is all video <laughs> stuff. I posted this one on the ham truck, but I deleted it because I felt bad because people are like, I, I backed out for a minute, but I left the other one. I'm like, I'm gonna think about it. I left them. Like, no, screw that. Like, if you can't tell that's uh a joke, like it, not only if you can't tell that's a joke, if you're gonna take your time to argue with this guy, like yeah. what are you wasting your time with? Like, this guy's a freaking <laughs> idiot. Exactly. Like he doesn't know crap about anything. Like you're wasting your time and energy. Um, so like I posted another one. Here's another one. Uh, again, this is on video, guys. Uh, if you're listening to this on podcast, I have a Facebook and YouTube page that you can watch these videos at stuff like that. This is all live stream. But OMG, stop worrying of kids. They do not get sick from stupid Wuhan flu. 
99.9999999999% will be fine, says the science. Here, I give you sanitizer to feel safe. Stop being sheep. Other countries have schools open. Economy will kill more wimpy people if not open. All schools all the way. Nothing wrong with 30 kids in class. God bless. What's sad is that there are, if you posted this in a different type of chat room, I guarantee you there's people that would agree with you. No, th- no, there is. There's definitely people that like it. That's what I'm looking at. I'm looking at the people who like like it. And like one guy like posted like a, a, a GIF of it or whatever. I'm like definitely like a thumbs up or something. I'm like, dang, dude. Like, and yeah. So, but uh, I got kicked off a of ham traffic because <laughs> after the next morning. So after I posted this one. And it started a lot, a lot of crap. And then, so the next morning I posted this one because <laughs> people were saying some mean <laughs> stuff to me. A lot of people are making fun of my chin because uh, my picture is my chin. Like, I already have a weak chin anyways, actually. But part of this is true. Uh, and guys, the, the funny thing is like the stuff they were saying is like, I make, I, I use it in my standup. So I don't know if they thought they were like really getting to me. Like I make fun of myself worse than anybody else. So good luck. And this was like part of my standup actually with, uh, before this all happened, I took a stand-up class and I did my first show and then this all went down. Me and Victor didn't get to do it. But one of my things is like how ugly I am and stuff, and especially when I was younger. And I'd come in and I'd be like, when I come into a room, I'd be like, hey, you guys. Like, <laughs> that's my stand-up. So I will have to give credit because uh, I saw Kelly uh, post this, uh, Sallers actually, and I stole it from her or whatever. But then I, so I posted this on there. There's a photo of, um, sloth, <laughs> and they use him as a freaking mask. <laughs> and uh, I wrote, Hey, you guys, I just want to say, Wow, some of you are mean. It hit me where it hurt. I had broken jaw and infection growing up, and now very self cogget of chin area. <laughs> One of you even sent me this photo, which I did not predicate it since people made fun of me with that face and noise growing up to me. Please thank you about feeling. Think about feelings. Even though I wrote, thank you. God bless. What screws up though is I write like this and do stuff like this. And sometimes I mispronounce words now because I'm so messing them up on purpose sometimes. And my, uh, also, I'll write like Democrats. It'll like capitalize the rats part and stuff or whatever. <laughs> like my spell check is doing, like, correcting the things like, <laughs> That are messing it up because I'm spelling it wrong on purpose so many times. So that's screwing <laughs> me up. So anyways, I posted this picture on there and like people were giving me crap about it again. Some people are getting it. Some people thought it was hilarious. Some people that wanted to tell me how funny it wasn't. And, yeah. uh, you know, usually if I don't think something's funny, I just move on. Like, I don't need to tell, like, I'm not the comedy police. I'm not like, I mean, everyone has their own opinion of what's comedy. It's, if you don't like something, go ahead and move on. But anyways, it's satire. Like it wasn't, I wasn't really out. I wasn't endangering anybody or anything like that. You know, so. I think, it, I think it's hilarious. I think you should keep doing it. I, well, it's, I got kicked out of that one. I got kicked out of that group. Too. Yeah. Uh, it's like so, so stereotypical of your typical, uh, you know, just ignorant, oblivious, you know, uneducated human in America nowadays. Yeah. But what it, what, it, what it also drew out, though, is like the hatred of some of these other people, though, too, man, that like have such like one person like, I can't wait till this whole generation dies. I'm like, gee, like, you know, that's like that's some hateful stuff, man. 
Like, oh yeah, like I get it, man. Boober, like, but we got to try to be understanding too, right? Like, I, I try not to hate, like, even like evil people and stuff like that, like these disgusting people, like the guy who's leading the, the country and stuff. Uh, I try to understand that, like, sometimes it's in our environment, and you know, he had bad, like, his parents were disgusting people too, and stuff like that. Like, it comes from a place or whatever. So, um, I try yeah. to understand. Not, I, I'm not saying it's okay, and I'm totally against it, like everything. But like, we need to have a place of understanding if we're ever going to try to be able to connect. And like, you know, just calling people like, you know, like what Clinton did is like deplorables and stuff. Like, I understand what she what she was trying to say, but like, you're putting people again. Like, how are we supposed to bring that pe- person to the table if you're name calling them something like that as a leader or something like that? So like, these are humans too. You know, I don't want anybody to die or anything like that. I want justice, but I don't like, you know, like I'm very like quick. I'm not going to like say, Oh, a whole generation needs to like die and stuff. So, um, you know, there was like, it just seemed like to be a, I mean, it happened quick. Like people just wanted to attack this person so quick and that's not good for their health. Right. Like you got to be aware of that. Like you're being triggered or whatever the word is very quickly. And you want to like, you know, just be aware of like your, how you're being manipulated. You know what I'm saying? Like it could, that could be like the government doing something like that, just upsetting people and getting people to argue with stuff like that. Yeah. You know, that's the old fashioned rule, you know, think before you speak. So, uh, people were killing me out there. Someone took this, took this and put my face on all these people and stuff. dude. <laughs> when I posted it before it got delayed, dude, it was, I was, I loved it. Like that's <laughs> what I wanted. Like people fucking just like giving me crap like that and not just like, hateful but like yeah oh man yeah. i had too much fun with that i have fun with that character uh this is another great character my friend right here uh i know her through through the improv community she like moved out but through go comedy she does a great uh betsy devos character right here uh man it's it's spot on <laughs> somebody who follows as a te- I posted it in my teacher groups dude it killed in the teacher groups like yeah there's a lot of disdain for betsy devos because she's trying to defund our public education everything she can right now be very aware do not go to these just like online credit recovery platforms like teaching is an art teaching is a profession it's not just something like you can just throw people into um it takes time to develop these tools and work with kids like you got to be good at your curriculum you got to be good at working with kids you got to be good at communicating like there's so many it's 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 not just a online class take the you know like that's not real education that's what i'm afraid of and again rich people will be fine Rich people will be fine if they defund education. They'll find ways to get, get educated and sources and stuff like that. It's the people who don't have the resources that are going to be hurting um, that really benefit off, you know, uh, public education. So, like, while I understand, like, people want, like, less government and stuff like that, I do think we want some government in certain areas. I think, like, the we have socialism. It's just not – we don't have socialism for me and you. It's socialism for the rich, right? The, the safety nets. Safety nets when things fall. These corporations don't learn lessons because when they fall, they just get saved by taxpayer dollar. If me or you, we're not going to be saved, right? Like there's no like we get unemployment for a little bit. But like if things stuff hits the fan, like we're kind of screwed or whatever. So why not have that money instead of for the corporations, just use it for the safety net of actual human beings in America and stuff like that. That's all I'm asking. Not if I crazy. had an answer for you, I'd give you one. <laughs> it's not crazy, guys. I promise. I promise. Like, don't just accept normal is normal. Like, it's not normal. It's what they want you to be normal. And that's what I'm talking about, like mainstream media. And that's like they are giving you like they're like this is all 
as someone who is an actor and who's been a part of like entertainment business now, basically like everything's a show, right? Like you get, you be aware of the show. Like there's many puppets behind the scenes and stuff like that. Not here. I, I do all my own puppetry here. I do all the, I don't have a producer or anything like that, but like these corporations that spend millions of dollars, like these news anchors get paid millions of dollars to report news on CNN. Like they don't do crap. That job is so easy. Millions of dollars. Who are they? They're just reading off a teleprompter. Breaking news every five seconds. This Justin, yeah. be scared. So much dangerous stuff. Look at Portland and Antifa. They're going to <laughs> come into your town. So it's just scare tactics. Um, but I guess my point with like, I'm posting this stuff, man. So actually, a guy wants me to come on a show. There were, like Some people reach out to me. Uh, there's a gentleman who does a Twitch show. He wants me to come on as the character. I'm debating if I want to, oh. I guess... I'm debating if I want to like go out as the character, or go out as myself, explaining the character. Maybe I'll go first on as the character, and then maybe because he does it every night or something. But there you I, go. I need to watch a show or something. It's on Twitch though. Like I don't know if he's doing live streaming on everything or just Twitch. I don't. I'm not on Twitch, so I don't know much about Twitch. That was the issue I had. If you could somehow like get an old man mask or something, and I know wear that, that would be fantastic. Yeah, uh, or like if someone was just really good at makeup. If I knew like a makeup, because you can't do that. You see like Johnny Knoxville and stuff like that. Yeah. But like That's exactly what I was thinking of. Uh hey grandpa. After so uh guy Parker, which uh he does fan to fan Detroit. So that's actually yeah. another sports channel, uh kind of like in the plant. They're getting mad at us for doing too many sports stuff in the in the Planet Ant Theater <laughs> stuff. Yeah. Uh that's funny. Um but uh, he does fan to fan Detroit. It's him and his buddy. I'm not, I'm not blanking on his name right now, but they just they do more sports stuff. I'm more about like all over the place. They're like more strictly national sports and stuff like that. So uh, check them out. A lot of fun. Uh, but Parker uh, does, I forgot, uh, I'll bring him up in the first place, but he does a lot. Of, oh, he reached out to me because he's writing a piece or whatever. And he has a piece for like an older person. He's like, can you play an older character? I'm like, well, I can play an older character, but can I look like it? You know? And yeah. so I'm like, I don't know how you can make, I can wear the clothing and everything, but like, I don't know if it's going to be, the video's going to be right in my face. You're going to be able to tell without proper makeup yeah. and stuff. So he said to get back to me. So I don't, I don't know about that, but uh, yeah. I think even if it doesn't look like authentic and real, I think that would even add to the humor. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, his is like an actual like movie or something, or not a movie, but like a show. I don't know what it is. It's some type of script, but uh, yeah, oh, if I went oh. on this, if I went on that other show, yeah, that, maybe that would be funny too, right? Like, I'm obviously not a freaking boomer. Gotcha. But yeah. But people were, I just thought it was very crazy. People were very quick to be angry and upset and then even like, and not let it go. Not like they would not let it go. <laughs> I was like, this is like, this is the battle you want to fight. Like, not like die over. Like, this is like, this is it. Just argue with some loser on the internet. Uh, and then people, they all had opinions on how to make it funny. One guy told me, you should be making fun of anti-maskers and, you know, if you actually had correct spelling. I'm like, you're an idiot. That's part of the, the – I'm making fun. Of, like, what, stop trying to tell me to do comedy. Are you kidding me? Like, you're missing the whole thing. Like, the spelling is what I think is hilarious. Oh, my God, man. That's half the battle. And then uh, someone wrote on there because I'm affiliated with Planet A and nonprofit theater. Like, how would uh, the nonprofit theater that you're associated with, like, the so – like – quotation satire i wanted to be like you mean the place where i perform comedy at (laughs) (laughs) comedy you know like uh you know i mean i'm not like i don't speak for them that's not you know this is me this is my guy like but like yeah i perform so you you try to call out a 
a nonprofit? Like, what do you try to do there? Like, and I perform <laughs> satire. I have a com- I have a whole podcast of satire comedy that I've been doing for 29 episodes. Dude, people are calling me. Yeah, dude, people are just giving me so much crap. It was great. It was funny. It was funny. <laughs> That's All right, time. man. Well, we have a draft here in 20 minutes. Oh, great. So uh, <laughs> let me just see if there's anything else. I, I wrote a bunch of stuff down. We talked about, uh, I don't know if we brought that up, but Dan Snyder, if you're supposedly paying off refs $2 million and word is that other owners have done it too. If that's the case, we could tell the Lions have never done that. They never thought about that. <laughs> no. Right? They Maybe that's the, like, is that how we lost it? So these, Dallas probably paid, dude. Was it the Dallas game? That the yeah. Calvin John, I could definitely see Jerry Jones freaking paying off reps or something like sure. that. And uh, that we that's why we had, uh, I'm going to take that. <laughs> uh, but, like, that's how we lost that game. There was, that, that was a touchdown. That was ridiculous. Anyways. But even uh, if the Lions paid off the refs, they would still screw that up somehow. Yeah, right. <laughs> Not give them enough money or something. Who knows? Yeah. So again, baseball is going to be, sports. Baseball is definitely going to be crazy. Such a small sample size with COVID. If somebody gets it, like the variables are anywhere, man. I would like that'd be exciting to see like the Tigers actually do something nuts. Like just bring all their young guys, just throw everybody at them with our pitching. Yeah. Give Riley a chance. Torkelson. You got uh, Mickey. We didn't talk about Mickey. Mickey's looking skinny. I don't know if you saw skinny Mickey. Yeah, he's in the. He's a member of the best shape of his life club. I mean, that, that's a very common every year you hear that. But the guy actually looks decent. Looks better, yeah. He looks skinny. He looks skinny. Uh, he freaking hit one right back up the middle on somebody. Uh, yep. I don't remember what picture that was. Jordan Zimmerman's hurt. It looks like he's going to probably be out. It looks like he's done. Uh, yep. I think I think got everything. I don't know, man. Hit a lot of stuff, man. Uh, well, I appreciate you coming on. I'll see you in a little bit. Uh, yeah. I'm going to probably stream this too uh, live if you want to follow or the draft. So I'm going to show the draft and stuff. I'm going to, we'll talk. We're going to talk. Let me end this. Uh, have a good day, guys. Thanks for coming on. Check out uh, other shows. Come Quack Corner, my show. Um, Sandwich Talk, Fan to Fan Detroit, uh, Detroit Strange. Thank you to Pinecast. Pinecast, uh, for, that'll be on the, uh, for the podcast part that, that helps us stream. So thank you, Pinecast. Uh, Anybody else want to, you know, start uh, giving me advertising pay, you know, come out, you know, uh, maybe Bill's listening, you know, his company. <laughs> if you really want to yeah, put, you, you put a slow and environmental, I can put a thing up here in the corner advertising during this, you know, I support <laughs> the boys. I like uh, Eric's great. Eric, uh, they, th- those guys uh, donated a bunch of money to uh, Lincoln Park High School baseball team and our scoreboard. So I really appreciate that stuff like that, you know, giving back to us, trying to provide you know, a fun experience for our, our kids at Lincoln Park, you know, where we grew up and stuff. So appreciate that. Um, all right, guys. Have a good one. Thanks, Eric. Thank you.